Welcome to the Gathering Network Covenant Partner Podcast, a conversation designed to help covenant partners live Jesus-shaped lives. Here we are, man, another episode of the Gathering Network Covenant Partner Podcast, and I am not with my usual sidekick, Ben Myers. Today, I am with... You would be talking like this. (laughs) Was that Jack Smithy's very best Ben Myers impersonation? You know, I don't have a mustache or a beard. Man, we can't do it. Or a low voice like that. I cannot do it. I mean, I could try, but let's just say there's a lot of man packed into that Mm -hmm. guy. We're missing some... Some man, just some, just some. I just feel like when I look at Ben, when I look at his face and that beard, I just one word, man. It's just, it's just burly. Yeah, he's just one. He's just one burly guy. He and I are going to be together for LTP this summer. Yeah, so I you think are. I'm going to get some of his follicle um, blessing, blessing <laughs> this summer. So yeah, we'll see in the fall. Wow, man, I'll pray for that. That sounds so cool. Hey, listen, just a few announcements for you. Uh, one that I'm really excited about. Uh, is abiding season for the Gathering Network. That's what we typically do in the month of May. It's a whole John 15 move. It's kind of counterintuitive, I guess, when Jesus says that he would prune back a branch that is already fruitful so that it can bear more fruit. Well, that's the idea. We cease from uh, fruitfulness, from productivity, from striving so that we can rest. We just understand that when we're living in missional rhythms of life, trying to run this long marathon in the same direction called uh, a Jesus-shaped life, that we need rest sometimes. And so we cease from a lot of the programming. A lot of the missional communities just dial back, and our encouragement to you, if your missional community isn't meeting, and obviously we're not meeting for 61 in the month of May, we just encourage you to go look for the people that you love the most and spend the most time with them and rest the way that your heart needs to. Try to find some time with Jesus as well. Also, I mean, you just mentioned LTP. LTP is starting right at the top of June. And we need lunches. Yeah. We need. I'm going to be really hungry this summer. You are, man. And yeah. you need some of our covenant partners to be like, I'll bring you guys some lunch. Yeah. So what we want you to do is go to the up and coming section on the, on the front of the website, on the first page of the website, and you'll just see an icon there. You can click it and you can sign up for a day to bring some lunches and someone from the LTP team will reach out to you on that. Also, we really want everybody out there to consider coming to family camp this year. The details are on the website. It's at Tantara this year, dude. That's going to be sweet. You know, when I hear family camp, the first couple years in the gathering, I thought that meant I needed a family and some kids to go to this thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that happens, but it's talking about this is a camp for the gathering network, spiritual family. The whole family. The whole family. So I, I think I'm seeing that now. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll be there. Oh, I can't see imagine, man. It's going to be amazing. Well, I won't be there because Alyssa and I, oh, dang it, I won't speaking of abiding, will be on a three-month sabbatical taking care of our hearts, which is an enormous gift that the Gathering Network gives our staff. And uh, every five years, our um, leadership team is able to take a, a sabbatical, a three-month sabbatical, and that really helps us bring our heart back again to this marathon that we are running together. So thank you, Gathering Network, for allowing us to uh, begin to prepare and then go on this sabbatical, and please, please, please pray for us. We would covet yeah. your prayers. All right, well, we've been on this journey actually for the last 
three podcasts with Kim and Steve Specker. We were talking about some brain science stuff and returning to joy. Then we really got down and dirty with it when we, we were talking to, down and dirty and nerdy with it. When we were talking to uh, Marcus Warner, who's like the Jedi of this stuff. He wrote a book called Rare Leadership, and we spent two podcast episodes with him. It was an incredible episode. And now we're following it up with John and Sungshim Lopnow, who are now really, really good, sweet friends mm-hmm. of ours. They have written a book called The Joyful Journey, which I know has been really influential in your life. It lives in my glove box in my car. Mine too, just like man. a reference guide I pull out. Absolutely. They bring a couple really practical ways to start applying these concepts of returning to joy. Let's do a recap on the brain science stuff, okay? You, you, you do this really well, man. So so give us an idea of, of the right brain, left brain thing. Okay, so here's the 30-second version of brain science. There's two halves, hemispheres, if you will, of your brain, right and left. Okay, so your left side of the brain, that's the information storehouse, your analytical problem-solving brain. We need that. That's good. Then the right side of your brain, that's the relational side of your brain where you get to relate and know when you're glad to be with someone. And we need both of those parts of our brains to be lit up and functioning, to have healthy relationships, both with each other and with God. All of us want a genuine, passionate relationship with Jesus. But all too often, things feel flat. Sometimes it even feels like the lights have gone out, the passion has faded, and the joy we once felt is gone. Is this the life God intends for us? Can we find a way back to a joy-filled life in God? We believe you can, and we've personally found help. We're glad to introduce you to our friends, John and Sung Shim Lopnow, who we believe can help you find a way home to hearing God once again through the practices of quieting and interactive gratitude. That's what today's episode is all about. Hey, it's worth it before we jump in right now just to define uh, one of the terms we use, quieting. So this is an exercise that we've been doing together, and it's what it sounds like. It's spending time in quiet before we start to pray, engage with God, have a devo time, just taking a couple deep breaths, maybe acknowledging the tension in our body, trying to release that, and just stilling ourselves before God before we start praying. we approach doing what we would classically call a quiet time or a devo. Mm. Yeah. Which is I've got 15, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. I'm going to bang this out before work. <laughs> I'm going to sit down <laughs> yeah. and I've got my journal out. Mm. I've got my Bible open yeah. and I am, I'm just going to get mm. through it. Yeah. And I'm going to pray that I'll have the moment. Mm. That's right. Right. That kind of feels like yeah. something opens up. But yeah. really what I'm doing is I'm again, left brain, studying information, how am I going to implement this so that this will hopefully bear fruit? And we start to (laughs) essentially problem solve, kind of. So even prayer becomes problem solving. Like, God, I have all this stuff and all these people and all the things and all that. What you got, and again, it was real, it's not rocket. I mean, come on. So simple. It was about what we didn't do. It's about what we didn't do. So so on Sunday morning, we got in a circle, Mm. and you said, before we do all of the spiritual direction stuff... (laughs) You know, <laughs> we're just going to sit here for 15 minutes and do a quieting. Yeah. And it would, just for I felt like I was in a yoga class for my soul. <laughs> so this is just taking what we know about the body right. and brain and using what we know so that we can put ourselves before God's presence in a more open, 
hearted posture.、Hmm. So that's that's how I view it.、Hmm. So we do some breathing, do some like you could reflect on, be still and know that I'm God, or even just bring all those anxious thoughts or exciting thoughts into the presence of God. Not trying to bury it, putting it in the closet, but just put it in God's presence and then turn your attention to God. And the reason why that's so helpful to me is because, yeah, like you said. This could be another task、mm. that we're trying to get done. It's a there's good tasks out there: studying the Bible, doing a devo.、Mm-hmm. But if it's not done in a relational way,、mm. or if you just want to compare and contrast, if, it, if that devotion is done in a relational way versus、hmm. just getting more left brain knowledge,、hmm. their fruit you get to choose which kind of fruit you want. Right. And slowing down, quieting. Has been tremendously helpful for for me for us. I mean, we just think it's a helpful way to be a human being, right?、Huh. You know, that's it. And so, because <laughs> there's so much going on、yeah. all the time, and you can make this Bible study reflection on a passage, reflection on a problem, a much different experience if you slow down. We did it on Tuesday before we did worship and prayer、mm. Tuesday night, and、yeah. said, "Let's take wow, the, the top five minutes." And again, that's usually a moment where we're like. Boom! Here we go. Here we go.、Mm. We're about to go. storm the gates of heaven right、yeah. now. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Get、yeah. it done. Well, I want to say something about Psalm: "The be still and know that I'm God." If you look at the words in this simple study, it's like "be still" is stop striving,、mm. and、mm. then "know I'm God" is experience、wow. my presence.、Mm. So stop striving and experiencing my presence. You can still do something. You know, it. but it's different than a striving to get a nugget out of this chapter that I'm reading in the Bible. Because I mean, that's what I want. I want a, a tasty morsel to chew on all day, and I'm going to get it. Yeah. Or like Jesus, I'm going to read this, and like I, this is boring, and there's nothing here, and I, that could be the conversation I have with Jesus. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. You know, like instead of like I'm going to like get something out, it's I'm going to be with you, Jesus. Over. So the focus is me and Jesus together. About this word,、mm-hmm. so、right. the relationship is with Jesus. Right, that being relational and quieting helps me. Right, so to to stop striving and experience my presence. Yeah, I think that takes the pressure off. Yeah, time with Jesus too. Yeah, see, that's even telling Jack that there is pressure related to、yeah. being alone with Jesus.、Mm-hmm. I think, especially especially as a leader, that people, we all feel people come to you for、yeah. insight or for、mm-hmm. a word. Yeah. Well, can、Man. I share something? Yes. I I feel for leaders. If you wanted to lead other people, don't you think that you need to at least know one step further than them? Right. That's what it means to lead in a worldly sense. But I think what God is saying is that come and just be with me. Right. And that that feels too easy. Right. <laughs> That's just God. Then、mm. we don't earn anything, right? 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 So you are pressured to get some muscle and truth, the wisdom、mm-hmm. out of your time with God is greater than probably people who are not paid by church or supported、right. by other people, right? That may be true. But if I don't know how to be with God, and almost like if we are so focusing on getting the wisdom、mm. and the, the truth from the Bible or my time with God, when you slow down and think about it. I'm using him, right, as a means、wisdom. to your own end. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes, but what God、mm. really wants is come. Yeah. Come, be with me. What's、mm. at the base of all of this stuff? Obviously, it's called a joyful journey, right?、Mm. Is this currency of joy? 
what we are learning is that as we enter into a grace state, Mm -hmm. right, which Mm -hmm. is God is glad to be with me. Mm -hmm. God doesn't, God doesn't put my behavior over my identity. God Mm. doesn't make my problems bigger than my personhood. Mm. God looks at me and he says, I'm never going to turn away from Mm -hmm. you in your existence, who Mm. you are, your identity that through faith in Jesus has been made one Mm -hmm. with my son. Mm -hmm. Like, Like you and my son are one. You are in a grace state. I am glad to be with you. I'm happy to be with you. Since we've been doing that, hmm. literally joy has been coming back. Hmm. And that that has caught me by surprise. Hmm. That's that's caught me by surprise. It's 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 caught me by surprise how joyless I was. You know? How but you much you didn't know that or how did you know how did mm. you catch it? You know, I don't know. I mean, we all experience hardship, we all experience stress. I was just in the hustle, I yeah, guess, is what okay. I'm saying. And mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm in the hustle, the joy is low. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in a place where I'm I'm resting in God's loving embrace, as you guys say quite a bit, the the lights mm-hmm. come back on, and I'm like, man, I, I'm in a joy place mm-hmm. now. And my brain, I hatched into the world with joy as the primary like mm. emotional currency, mm. and it's been a minute since yeah. I've. Yeah. And we've been finding that the God designed the brain to run on joy. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you guys take a minute just to give us a definition of joy? Because mm. I feel like that could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Sure. Well, I'll give a simple definition and then Sunshim can expand on it. She, that, she's really good at that. Joy is just that sense that we're glad to be together. And th- it's Wait, so, that's it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for having me and you know come out here and give yeah. you that answer. The book yeah. is called Joyful Journey. It's one page. The sense that you and the sense is a right brain sense, you know, because you can have the right brain could be off, and someone could utter the words with their left brain, "I'm glad to be with you," but you know their facial expression and their tone of voice is not really conveying it, hmm. and they could say nothing, but their eyes <sighs> and their smile. And their hug could say, I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together. So it's really a right brain thing that you, you experience. Mm. And it's like, hey, you, you are a worthwhile human being. We're together. This is good. You know, you're the, the sparkle in someone's eye is another mm. way of saying it. So there's, there's almost like poetic ways of saying it mm. to put words on this experience, this reality that someone is glad to be with me. And that's something that you can give to other people, too. Let's talk now. Let's bring some help, okay, to the ones who are listening who are like, you guys are describing my reality right now. I feel like mm. I feel I feel I feel off. I feel dark. Mm. I feel like there was a moment in my life where I felt like I was in this lane with Jesus that just felt very grace-filled and I could hear him and it felt like wonder and awe and now it feels like the lights are out and I'm wondering what happened or what went wrong. And sometimes things do go wrong. Sometimes there's wounds yeah, and there's yeah. pain and there's stuff like that, right? So we're, we're saying that, that things do go wrong. But what we want to communicate today is you are not wrong. You are not wrong. And so that puts you in a place with Jesus where you can go talk about the wounds and the pain and yeah, the state. Yeah. So you can go to a place where God is saying, you're not so wrong mm. 
that I don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. God is like, I want to be with you yeah. right now. I'm glad to be with you. When I learned the concept of joy, I love it. But as much as I loved it, there was some sort of resistance and hesitance to really accept it. Mm. Then if this is what it is, it's a cheap grace. Like mm-hmm. when I sin and like God is glad to be with me, like, hey, I'm glad to be with you when you do these like horrible things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that it was, it kind of makes me also like mm. as much as I loved it, I was resistant to really fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. Joy doesn't need to be always high sense of, like I saw you, John, and then Jack that day on Sunday. Just you guys naturally like lead up. Mm. That's a high sense of joy, mm. high level. But there's a low level of joy, quietness. Another name is peace. Mm. Your weakness, I see it. But guess what? Your weakness, you are not alone. Those who are now like in a darkness, in pain, God comes along saying, son, I'm with you in this. So let's talk about the spiritual practice Mm -hmm. path. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than we're going to be able to cover today. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about interactive gratitude and that practice so that our listeners can grow with something really practical to help their brains come back. Mm -hmm. That's good. Back on. You know, there's a lot of science out about gratitude, the benefits of gratitude, hmm. what it does to your brain, hmm. to your body. I mean, you just Google it and you will you can do all the research, the hmm. physiological benefits to your health, to your relationship. I mean, there's scriptural, Philippians. I'm hearing know. it everywhere. I mean, literally. Yeah, yeah, and and right. it, it's secular podcasts, like Christian Absolutely. podcasts, all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all... And then if you just... It, because now science is saying it, it makes us go back to scripture and say, oh, Philippians 4, 8, 9, whatever's good, beautiful, think on these things. Mm. Psalms, tons of psalms. Give okay. thanks, he's good. So it's all there. What we found in the practice of it is when you give thanks, it warms up your brain mm. to perceive people relationally. Hmm. And even that a person, a being is God, hmm. we perceive God relationally versus just you know, uh, getting a nugget of truth, which a nugget of truth embedded in a relationship is way more powerful than just a nugget of truth. It's like a philosophy versus a living relationship. Right, right, right. That's good. It's helpful. If you give thanks, period, it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. If you give thanks like um, a laundry, you know, a grocery list, I'm thankful for these Mm. five things, Hmm. that's good. But if you give thanks for one thing and marinate in it think about it and like why and what i am thankful about you know my wife or my kids or my church or just being here with you guys and like allow it to being simmer curious about being, yeah, yeah being curious gratitude. about it and like that will do that will really like warm up your brain a lot greater to a greater degree a greater depth giving things anyway is beneficial yeah. so go for it because we notice after doing it for many years <laughs> some people it's hard they don't feel the difference right away. I That's see. okay. So we just have to acknowledge and assess. We're all in different places. Mm. You know, it's not I bad. I think for me personally, when, when I started doing this, I started to realize how far behind mm. gratitude I was. It was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like actually dialing in something that I'm grateful for is a little work right now. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, it, and, and, it, and, it, and that kind of took me by surprise a little right. bit. Like, and I I'm want a little bit of, people little... like that to know it's okay. Like it's, it's okay. not a good or bad thing it's like this is my level right now yeah start 
there. He's glad to be with you in that place. And you right. were like, you're terrible at giving thanks. It's okay. You it's know okay. Right? Yeah. Like, but just give thanks. And if all you can do is list five things, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's the one research that comes to my mind that they worked with moderately depressed people. They said, list three things you're grateful for every night. And it can be the same thing as long as you genuinely felt grateful for. So mm. like some people would, I'm grateful for my cat. I have a place to live and food on the table. Like yeah. simple, basic stuff. And that made a huge difference in moderately depressed people. So yeah. mm-hmm. if that can make a difference there, hmm. imagine what it can do for our relationship with God, mm-hmm. with each other, in small groups, in church communities, yeah. families. Mm-hmm. Any living relationship thing, it's not a mm-hmm. one way, it's a two way. Mm-hmm. Like John and I, people are really scared of listening to God or hearing God wrong. Honestly, you will hear God wrong. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's a living relationship. Mm-hmm. I could guarantee that I never misunderstand Sungshim, and that is simply by never talking to her. Right. Wow. But that's a terrible relationship. One thing that Dallas Willard said about hearing God that was so helpful to me, and that's why mm-hmm. I like to share it, is the way that God speaks to us most often is in your thoughts. It'll sound like your thought. Hmm. And that makes sense. That's like, like a very deeply embedded incarnation. Mm-hmm. Right. Your thoughts... Then and yet there's a lot of suspicion there. There and that's there's we can unpack that. Mm-hmm. What I would say is in a safe environment, which you guys have created here and in, in your environments, experiment almost just like put on like an experimental playful hat and write down freely this is what I think God might be saying to me with all that um nuance and then write it down as if it's confidently true hmm. and then when you're done, a minute after that, then look at it with like thoughtful, discerning eyes. Hmm. But almost, you have to be playful and experimental. Mm. One of the things that you said on Sunday that was really helpful to Alyssa, you said, in this creative moment, you can't immediately critique it mm-hmm. or you will choke out mm-hmm. yeah. The, yeah. the actual experience. So yes. just let yourself be yes. creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with a friend, yeah. say, I want to read this to you. Okay. What's been amazing is that my wife, who would say I've struggled at times to hear the voice of God, she will go away. She will do an interactive gratitude. She'll come back home. She'll read it to me. And it's in the reading it to me that she hears and grows more confident that I actually have heard God on this. Because it's in the reading Mm -hmm. it to me that she'll start crying. She's like, well, I had no emotion when I was writing this out. But as I'm reading it back to you, something in my heart is like... Whoa! Because we're both, we both know what it all yes. means, and it's like, yes. And I'm like, babe, I, I do. I think that was the yes. father. Yes. Yeah. See, there's that confirmation, and then the confidence will grow, and and that reading it out loud is we didn't touch on it, but you just shared a beautiful display. It's, it's powerful. So everyone listening, I would encourage to find one other person mm. to do it over time. It's nothing. There's no magic pill. It's you do it over time. It's a practice, like you said, the spiritual practice of giving thanks, hearing God and sharing with others is really like a wonderful and beautiful experience. Hey, I thought it would be worth it for us to just give a little interactive gratitude 101 practice. And Love I, it. Listen, you're the pro at this, man. Mm. Honestly, you really are. So can you walk us through it? Tell us about interactive gratitude 101. What's it, what's it mean to you? First step, quiet down. Taking a couple deep breaths, you know, letting all of our thoughts race, turning our attention towards God. So as much time as you have, try to quiet in those spaces. Next, write a paragraph of things that you're grateful for. 
And this could be anything like John and Sungshin were talking about. So right now I could be grateful for time with you, John, mm. for you know, a good morning we had. Um, and man, our friend's healing that we saw last weekend yeah, as well. So I might awesome. say, um, God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for time with John. Thank you that you healed Scott. We'd mm-hmm. love to see how you heal. Mm-hmm. Then, so that's pretty normal. We've probably journaled like that uh, before with God. Mm-hmm. Then here's the interactive part. We imagine what God might say to us in response to our gratitude. Mm-hmm. So if I wrote that out, it would look like Jack, comma, I love to give you this relationship with John. I love the spiritual family that you guys are creating. You know, I love that you had a great day. I was with you through the whole thing. Mm. And finally, I love to heal Scott. Mm. I love when people pray in faith to me. So after I imagine what God might say in response to my gratitude, I, I would read that literally out loud to someone. So John, I could read that to you, mm-hmm. both my gratitude and my imagined response. And we get to dialogue. Yeah. You get to say... You get to weigh it. Yeah. Like, hey, this thing, this second paragraph, do we feel... Like there's anything actually from God in mm-hmm. this, you know? So we wait, we know scripture. Yeah. We know the presence of God in our own lives. Is we, it true with his character? Yeah. Does, does, does this actually sound like something God would say? Yeah. From our past experiences, is this mm-hmm. in line with the, the heart of God? And then you get to give me a little bit of feedback mm-hmm. and say either, man, I felt peace when you read that. I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit on that. Yeah. Or, you know, you can give some insight into something if you see God's heart maybe a little differently on it. Well, listen, big thanks to John and Sunshine Lopnow, authors of The Joyful Journey, a small guidebook on hearing God's voice and growing in joy. You can find them at emmanueljournaling.com. This has been an incredible episode. We're so thankful to be with you today, too. Thanks, thanks for listening. Man. Cool. Catch you next week. Yeah.